When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show podcast. It's free for all. Come on in. It's an orgy. It, it is an Everybody orgy. in here fucking. Everybody in here fucking. Can confirm. Well, it's just two guys with laptops and a studio and a cardboard cutout, a learn and a flag. That's essentially what we are. It's the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you here on the podcast. A podcast presented to you by Ryan Kelly, the HomeLoanExpert.com, James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganess at Munganess, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota, and the great Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. And this, before I even get into it, what might be one of the most anticipated Tim McKernan Show podcasts in history. Jackson actually is looking forward to this one. For the I first am. time since he started working with me, he's looking forward to doing a podcast. Is that correct? Uh, I wouldn't say it's the first time. No, I tried uh, to trap you, and you, you, you navigated it. I tipped my yeah, cap. Yeah, no, but I am very much looking forward to this. I was the thinking, girl next door deep dive. Yeah, I am very much. Contest that started when you were nine. Yeah, uh, probably. We will, we will relive it, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to leave things out. Uh, but either way, before I get to that, I want to make this clear. Because it, it, this, this trivia night on July 23rd, it's a pony. Now, it's St. Gabriel, so it's a pony within restrictions of being a pony, but uh, we're doing this for TMA Trivia Night, first ever. I, I think here, I'm, honesty in media, Jackson, that's what we pride ourselves Strive in. Strive to be. Honesty in media right now is I can't see anything but the top of Jackson's head because I am, my feet are up on the dais, yep. and I am four foot four. So I can't see. It's generous. <laughs> yeah, it's very gentle. <laughs> four or three without the lifts. And, uh, but. We, we have this thing. Here's honesty media. It's price too high. Yeah. Starting there. Probably don't need to be doing a trivia night in July when people are on vacation or they're just wanting to be outside. And maybe this is Doug's, Doug's thing. Um, mine was, I think it's price too high. Uh, Doug's thing was, I think it, if it's TMA trivia, people will be, uh, saying, you know, I'm more interested in sports trivia. I don't know. But all those factors. So, hey, listen, the reality is at this fine place where we are doing the show now, Hubbard Radio, it is a group of professional, really quality people. Yeah. Um, and so you take a shot at some things, and some things work and some things don't. This is not a thing that I think doesn't work i think for the three reasons i gave there at the outset the timing the price 
and uh, that it's not just general trivia and instead it's TMA trivia, although I am doing two categories worth of sports questions, that it just didn't sell out of the gate. So fine. So we learn. So we lowered the price. Can't do anything about the date. It's this Saturday, July 23rd. And uh, we have now included some non-TMA questions in the trivia, but St. Louisans love their trivia nights. So here's the thing. Even if you and your friends or you and your significant other or you and some buddies that just want to fuck off have no interest in the trivia, here's what you're getting for $50 at TMASTL.com. All of your salt and smoke. All of your Uncle Leo's. Uncle Leo's pizza. Two pizzas and a toasted ravioli for each table. A bottle of effing vodka and all of your urban chestnut beer. Yep. Not like, oh, you get a beer and then you pay for the rest. Everything's included. Yep. And you can bring in your own food if for whatever reason you don't want salt and smoke and Uncle Leo's. Or if you want your own whatever, non-alcoholic libations, it's fine. It's $50. And I guess with the Eventbrite fee, it might be 57 or 58 It's for the full transparency. So... I, I, we're partnering with Friends of Kids with Cancer. I'd love to see this become a regular thing. I think if we could do it again, Jackson, mm-hmm. we would do it in, I don't know, February or something like that. Yeah. February seems to be like the slowest time of all. Yeah. That's the winter of the discontent. Yeah. That's the lowest point. Uh, and, uh, and do it on like a Saturday night, 50 bucks, and include all this stuff. So we're doing it in July. We're learning. We want to do things that the audience loves. So 50 bucks. Go to TMASTL.com. To get all that food and all that beer and the vodka, the pizza, the barbecue, that's $50. It's more than $50. Don't, and fine, just we'll be reading questions up there. Don't participate. Hell, I don't know. Yeah. But we want to raise money for Friends of Kids with Cancer. We want to have an event that we can do on a regular basis. TMASTL.com. It's a trivia night. Iggy will be there. Doug will be there. Jackson will be there. The Plowick will be there. I'll be there. Uh, so come on out. It's this Saturday, July 23rd at St. Gabriel's. You can buy the tickets at TMASTL.com. Did I leave anything out, Jackson? Tell me something I left out there. Banners. St. Gabriel's banners. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, that's... You'll uh, see my brother Danny on there, and you'll see my sister Moore on there. I'll be shaking just walking the into presence the presence of that? Yeah. yeah. That's got to be intimidating for people. It really is. I mean, there's a reason the banners are up there. It's because... The gymnasium greatest. strikes fear in people's hearts. It's, yeah, it's, it's one of the greatest home court advantages in all of sports. So you'll be in that presence. Uh, it's uh, this uh, Saturday at uh, St. Gabriel's South City, Tam and Nottingham. And uh, you can go online at TMASTL.com to get your tickets. You want a table? You can get a table, eight tickets. You want one ticket? Fine. You want two, three, four, whatever. TMASTL.com. I'd like to see this thing work. So anyway, there is that. Uh, all right. This is this was sent in last week by James Carlton. We love it when advertisers are coming up with questions for deep dives. And in this case, James Carlton, 314-961-4800 or online at carltoninsurance.net. We were bullshitting about something completely unrelated. And he goes, oh, by the way, I've got a question for a deep dive. And I'm like, all right. Now, it could be an awkward spot, Jackson. Mm. An advertiser... Once a deep dive, and then I go, oh, I, you know, maybe we'll get together for a drink one time and I'll give you the answer. But, <laughs> right. you know, I don't know if it warrants a deep dive. If anything, once he gave me the deep dive idea in his email, I thought, how in the hell have I not gotten into this before? Right. Because 
when he asked about the history and some of the comings and goings and goings and comings with the Girl Next Door contest, I thought to myself, this is, I mean, it's just a content festival. Mm. In mm. addition to, the reality is, without the Girl Next Door contest, TMA most likely does not still exist. Wow. That, I just caught you. That, I just woke you up over there is what I did. Did not know, didn't even, even when you thought of that. Allow me to explain the premise. All right. Here we go. I'm settling in. Yeah, you're, you're going to settle in. And I, I mean, this is going to be like when I went through the morning grind history. It's just going to be straight from memory. So, InsideSTL.com, which will celebrate its 17th birthday on August 15th, 2022, was formed... Because I had a one-year non-compete from television in St. Louis, which when I left KMOV in February of 2005, I thought I would be getting back into television in February of 2006. And I did, but uh, and I, it was Channel 2 with Martin Kilcoin. I don't think Charlie Marlowe was there yet. I don't know if Rob Desir was still there. I don't know. But I just know I did stuff with Martin. And I got paid, and I, honestly, kind of in hindsight. I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I got paid as much as I did uh, to do, like, these, like, weekly hits. I think what they visualized was that I would be the guy uh, who I was on the radio, but just out of, like, habit, I think, when I was in front of a television camera, local TV, I kind of just became local TV guy, which is, you know, usually not all that... You know, it's not going to move the needle, as sure, they say. Sure. So I did that, I don't know, however many times. And I think it just was kind of like I knew it was kind of a nothing. I was happy to have the the additional money. It wasn't a salary. I just got paid per, per appearance. But it wasn't doing anything for me. I'm sure it wasn't doing anything for them. So after a while, it just was kind of a, a nothing, and mm-hmm. I didn't really like it. And I'm sure I wasn't doing anything for them. And it's an expense that was producing no revenue. And as opposed to complaining about it on social media, having some understanding of business yeah it's it's you know it wasn't money well spent on their part and there's that so anyway so in june or july of 2005 after leaving kmov uh after just a few months i was bored out of my mind and started inside stl now what inside stl was initially versus what it is now two different things in my mind a i'm bored and B, I'm recognizing, even though the show is not even a year old, that the sh- that the morning grind, now the morning after, has a following. And um, I think to myself, probably from listening to Jim Rome, not that I was a Rush Limbaugh listener, but I knew he had a website uh-huh. that, and, and which was like, well, of course he did. But think, this is 2005, so this was somewhat new that I thought, okay, what they're doing, if I'm not mistaken, is what we would consider now podcasting. They would put their content up there, and people could go back and listen. And so what my plan was, which was misguided, and again, you know, as I oftentimes say here, you know, it's not like I was 18. I kind of should have known better. But my plan was to call it themorninggrind.com. Now, why you might be like, well, why was that wrong? Well, because I didn't own the the name, the Morning Grind, 
I didn't own any logos, marks, as is often used, the term and contracts associated with the morninggrind.com. It was owned by the company that owned KFNS at the time, which was uh, Big League Broadcasting out of Atlanta. And so, very fortunately, I didn't do that. That would have caused some problems. Um, and instead, secondarily, I thought to myself, I noticed that at this time, something that will sound so dated to you, Jackson, that there were these magazines that I guess are still out there, but they're not as popular now. Or I don't, I shouldn't say that. This section probably isn't as big of a deal now as it was then, because now you have Instagram, Facebook, at the time, shit, MySpace, um, where people would be out and about. And St. Louis Magazine, Alive Magazine, Ladue News would take pictures, and essentially people would just go and see who's hot, you know. And right. I'm not talking about, like, with equity. I'm talking about good-looking. And uh, and I thought to myself, all right, well, if I combine the morning grind with, uh, with um, I got to tell you something. This is, this is, but it's worth it. This will be some of the greatest ADD theater ever. Hell yeah. Uh, I just got a text from Jeff Burton. Nice. That's outstanding. So here's the background on this, and I'll get back on track. But, uh, you know, for those of you who are listening to this, you are aware uh, that Jeff is dealing with um, cancer. And um, we have been aware of that here at Hubbard for a while. We, we have seen him around the hallways, and we knew he was battling. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as the situation goes, it's nobody's place, really, to talk about outside of whatever his family wants to talk about. And I'm talking about his wife and his two daughters, and then his family on the Rizzuto show. Mm-hmm. As I've said a thousand times, and I mean it so wholeheartedly, it sets a tone for the entire market. It really does. It is a group of great guys. I cannot say enough. I can't. I can't think of a negative thing about one of them, and they're for real. Yeah. And usually, when you are the number one show in the in the market, and they are by yeah. leaps and bounds, um, that you can have at least one person be kind of oh fuck this guy, but it, the tone is set by them, and then it's kind of like okay, well. You know, if those guys who are, you know, carrying like a 20 share act, which means 20 percent of the market's listening to them at that time slot, uh, act like that, as in just like normal people, then how could somebody who's not in that spot act like an asshole? Right. You know what I mean? It's like I used to say about the Cardinal Clubhouse. That was a tough spot because McGuire was in there and he was not real pleasant. And then it set a tone for the rest of the guys. Uh, but now I guess if you were to say Wainwright's the guy, Wainwright's a great guy, so it kind of sets a tone for the rest of the guys. Anyway, point being, known Jeff for a while. We've bullshit, you know, bullshitted for a while. Sick, not our place to talk about it. We would see him in the hallways, sometimes in the middle of the show. He would just have to go down to their office just to, I don't even know, but you would see it, Jackson, you and I would see it because we take breaks at random times like they do. And he obviously has been battling the situation. But we're not going to talk about it on the radio. Well, last week, Riz uh, talked about um, the fact that because of the cancer, um, he is most likely not going to 
be back on the show. Incredibly powerful, powerfully emotional segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I saw those guys leaving that day. I saw Riz, Patrico, and Moon leaving that day. And I wanted to say something, but I'm like, what do I say? Anything I say is just kind of like, and I, I, we were in the conference room. I, this is only for Jackson because nobody else knows the layout of the building. So I, they didn't see me, but I could see them walking out. And I, right. part of me wanted to go over there and, and say something. And then part of me was just like, I'm just going to lay back and I'm going to text Scott Rizzuto, Liz. Because yeah. I saw this. I had just watched the segment. There was like a 10-minute YouTube clip. Yeah. And I thought, God. This has to be so difficult because you're communicating something to the audience who has no idea about it as far as the extent of it. And then you're with your guys who you who we we can relate to this, who you know there is a family element to it, yeah. uh, especially if it's a good vibe. And I think they all have a good vibe, not yeah. that they're like hanging out, like not like how we hang out, but because we don't hang out, but it's just it's a it's a it is truly a team and it's a and when you don't have a problem in the room it really the team is stronger because then you don't have bullshit going on and they don't have bullshit going on and we don't have bullshit going on now so you got a good vibe and so those guys are heartbroken yeah. i mean it was an emotional segment i yeah. saw i watched did you watch the clip oh yeah yeah it's like it's, patrico is trying to yeah it's really keep tough. it together mm-hmm. moon you know, made it, you know, I mean, it's, it's because Burton, but all of them, but I mean, Burton is, he's been doing it for a long time. He's hilarious. Yeah, seriously. And you're like, you know, I mean, his, his wife basically said now they're in an, an end of life situation, you know, and just trying to make him as comfortable as possible. And so, you know, I texted Riz just, you know, from, Point guy to point guy, I guess, for lack of a better term, not a play on the term point, but guy who hosts and brings it out of breaks. And, would, and if that were happening on this show, um, you know, I, I'm putting myself in that spot. Like, how do you handle that? And mm-hmm. I thought he handled it so because I know it's not you're not handling it as a robot. You're handling it as the guy is like friend. Yeah. And you've worked with him and you're te- and then you're telling the audience who, you know, and I know he knows this and you are starting to get a feeling for this, Jackson. Um there's a relationship with the audience. So you're telling these people who you have this relationship with news that you know is going to hurt. And I thought he handled it so just perfectly. The whole group did in such a tough spot. And so that's all I just, you know, and we exchanged texts on that. So in the middle of balloon party today, um, I go run down the hall, the reef of my water bottle, and I run back in there and then we, do the next segment of Balloon Party, and it, I just happened to see Riz, and he was in the break room, and it was just me and him, and so I got a chance to, you know, talk with him. Yeah. And he was telling me some things that were, you know, that were positives. Mm-hmm. And he was saying he was texting with him, and I go, well, shit, you know. Right. Because honestly, when I saw that segment last week, I'm thinking, you know, this is this is it. Mm-hmm. And he said he's texting with him. I go, well, shit, then I'm going to send him a text. And so, let's see, 12.20, and it's 12.46 as you and I are talking. I sent him a text, um, and he just he just responded. And I mean, awesome. it's not like I said anything super poignant or anything like that, but, um, I mean, it's just from the standpoint that he can communicate and is communicating, and it's, I mean, that is, that is awesome. Yeah. 
Seriously, very awesome. That is, I, I hadn't, I didn't, I well, when Riz told me that he was texting with him, I'm like, holy shit. Not because I, I knew Riz would be communicating with him, but mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know that Jeff was in a position where he could be texting. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, well, fuck, then I got to text with him. And I haven't said anything on our show because, you know, he's still fighting the fight. Yep. And, you know, everybody here thinks the world of him. Although at the same time, I don't know who here anybody would be like, oh, you know, that's <laughs> which just speaks to the right. quality of the people who work in this building. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, and I'm telling you, so it would just be, I don't know, I mean, it'd be an absolute miracle, but wow, would that be something else? Holy shit. So anyway, I, listen, I don't, I don't want to portray it as anything other than I talked with Scott Rizzuto, Riz, as he is heretofore known, and uh, and he said he was texting. I'm like, holy shit! And then here's Jeff just texting. I'm like, fuck, this is great news. Yep. Holy shit, man! Definitely. And he's got two daughters. He has a wife. He's a legend. He is so quick witted. Yeah, seriously. he's a great guy. There's like no bullshit, yep. you know, with any, you know. So anyway, there's. Uh, I think that was a. A warranted uh, off the ramp visit. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and back we go. So I thought because of the the sections in St. Louis Magazine, Live Magazine, Ladue News, that it's like, oh, what if I could do this on Inside? Well, it wasn't Inside STL, but on the website where I included, you know, I sent photographers out to bars and got pictures of people, some inevitably being attractive. And then people who had no idea what the morning grind was would come and visit the site, and that would build up the brand. Drive traffic. Drive traffic. And then, ideally, it exposes them to our show. Yeah. So you have this, and as I said, with with starting the morning grind, the thought process then, for those of you who listened to that deep dive, was supply and demand applied to communications which I still would say in principle exists in St. Louis, which is there are few things for a market this size that are geared toward the younger population. And so if you can do something geared toward the younger population, there is a demand and there isn't much of a supply and therefore you have an edge, Mm -hmm. economically speaking. Guns and butter, Walter Johnson, for those of you who went to Missouri. So that was the thought process. So then the process became, okay, what are we going to call it? And I believe it was my brother who came up with Inside STL or a friend of mine's wife who came up with it, InsideSTL.com, as opposed to TheMorningGrind.com. And I went and I bought it on GoDaddy for $14.95 or $19.95. And I remember in the moment thinking to myself, I should keep a journal of this just in case this thing winds up being something. And as I know I've said on the podcast before, I really wish I would have because holy shit, it would have been like a how-to as far as to not how to run a business, but how to not run a business because I did so many stupid things along the way. So Matt Seebeck, who is now the chief experience officer at uh, STL City, um, and I partnered on it. We uh, He designed it, uh, and we launched it on August 15th, 2005. Um had a limited amount of advertising. Tin Can. I don't know if you remember the bar Tin Can. Probably not because you were eight. Yeah. Uh, was our first advertiser. $100 a month. I still have the check. Um, 
And I remember going down to my mailbox at my my place and uh, opening up the mailbox and having a check and going, holy shit, something that was just a an idea, an idea that was essentially error. I have just received money for. Yeah. Uh, and that probably lit the entrepreneurial fire that, you know, I think once you have it, you probably, it can never be quenched. Um, as I've said before, and, and one of the entrepreneurial people who I, I don't know if I work with, I don't know, business consultant, advisor, however you want to call it. Says, oh God, yeah, I want to start a business. He goes, starting a business is better than sex. Uh, and if you, and if that relates to you, then you know where I'm coming from with it. So the thing with inside STL is it, 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 as weird as it sounds, it's not like people, people, when I would meet with people about advertising Jackson, they'd go, Oh, well, I'm in the post dispatch or I'm in the riverfront times or I'm in St. Louis magazine or I'm a live magazine to think that even though it was 17 years ago, it was still only 17 years. Yeah that people were buying print and turning down digital sounds like something from, like, the 1950s. Yeah, seriously. But that's what it was. And so we really weren't, even though we had a shitload of traffic, we really weren't making any money from it. And at the tail end, not even maybe at the tail end, but at some point in 2006, and I have no idea where I got the idea it, it was not, unlike the radio show, which I've said before, and it is true, um, is certainly influenced by Howard Stern. Um, this was 100% my own idea. So give me credit or give me blame. I thought to myself, okay, this, the picture thing is working, but what if we did a contest where we take, we have a photographer we do one a week. We have a photographer shoot pictures of local, 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 local St. Louis area women. And we unveil a new picture every day, which sounds super outdated considering Instagram now. But keep in mind, this is I'm thinking of this in 2006. And at the end of the month, the four or five ladies from that month will get to win a contest and get 500 bucks mm-hmm. and we will do these events at a bar who advertises with us because people weren't advertising because they're like, how do I quantify if a banner ad on InsideSTL.com is getting me any return? So the way I could quantify would be, here's a short term injection of a bunch of people who showed up at your place on a Friday or Saturday night who otherwise would not have been there because the way for the girls to win was by getting the most votes or the loudest cheers at that event. Mm -hmm. And for them, you got $500, but I also think it was probably driven by you just don't want to lose in front of people. Mm -hmm. So I uh, came up with the idea. I think, I think the name Girl Next Door might have been, I feel like the Hugh Hefner thing during the Playboy Mansion thing was called Girl Next Door. Could be off on that. But as far as the idea for the contest, that was just something that popped into my head. And then I had to find a photographer. The initial photographer I found, uh, we didn't hit it off. Mm. And... uh, Part of, as you have certainly experienced now, and, you know, 
getting you know, went to 20 months here of being with us. Yeah. Part of the vibe of this is, and by this I mean TMA and now Balloon Party and certainly the podcast, is you are welcome to give shit, but you also have to understand you're going to get shit. Yep. And if you can't handle it, you're probably not cut out for it. Right. And the photographer, we had this inside stl.com message board. Uh, and, you know, everybody's anonymous or they think they're anonymous. And uh, so they're posting very freely and they were ripping his photography work. Um, I probably have some of the pictures still saved here. Uh, and he wanted me to pull all of the posts ripping his photography work because he really was high on himself. Sure. And uh, I said, here's the thing. I get where you're coming from. This is how I, here 17 years later or 16 years later, I am with the fan page. I go, you got to understand if I pull it, the way it's going to work is they're going to pile on more. Yep. So you're only going to make it worse. This will be gasoline on the fire. And... I'm just telling you, this isn't going to work for you. So he then, you know, went after me and in an email and I'm like, okay, I, cause I had a bad, I had a bad, I'm just, you know, right. when somebody you're going to be able to work with and when you're not. And I'm just like, yeah, this is not, this isn't going to work. And so I think for the first month of the contest, we had one photographer. Um, and for, from February of 2007 all the way until we ended it, which I believe was 2012, we had Jason and Emily Campagna, married couple. I think they have, they're back in St. Louis. They had moved to the Florida Keys. Um, I think they have two or three kids, and they handled all of the photography. So it winds up being... Uh, something that they handled, the ladies who would submit their pictures, and they would post the pictures, and then we would sell the advertising and the events, and it it took off. Without question, it took off. And I say TMA exists only because of it, because had we not gotten the girl next door off the ground... Inside STL would not have been able to continue to exist, and therefore Inside STL wouldn't have existed in 2010 when I had the choice of staying at 1380 but using our advertising infrastructures team to sell our radio advertising. I would have gone to KFNS and done afternoons, and Doug and the Cat would have, I don't know what they would have done, but I would have been leaving and 1380 was shutting down because they didn't have any money. So that is the backstory. That's yeah. That I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So it basically carried the. It first carried part it. Of it carried exactly. It carried it because there there was really nothing else going on. Now, I wrote every day, uh-huh. every weekday on InsideSTL.com. I did so for like a decade plus. I look back on it and can't believe I did it because it's not like I had a boss. And sometimes I'd be writing just like blah, Cardinal columns or right. blah, Rams columns. But I did this thing called Timmy's Tidbits on Monday morning. I worked my ass off on it. I mean, worked my ass off being relative, but I spent a lot of time on it. And I liked it. And I do like writing. I still like writing. 
Um, it's just more or less now just a time situation. But that, but the thing that got the thing from point A, the beginning of Inside STL, to point B, where it now, well, where it then was uh, all of this advertising revenue for radio, was the Girl Next Door contest. So the Girl Next Door contest, it starts to become, you know, if you were in your 20s, early 20s usually, and in St. Louis and, you know, single most of the time and uh, like to go to certain bars and attractive good chance that you were participating in the girl next door contest. And so off we go. Yeah. And it became a thing. It became, uh, like a badge of honor is probably overstating it, but it became a thing where it was a source of pride. Sure. Uh, at the, the events, the girls would wear inside STL tank tops, I wonder if I could pull up any images because I don't know what you've seen and what you haven't seen. I've seen some pictures of it, but very, very few pictures of. Let's see what we got here. I just typed inside STL girl next door into a search engine and God only knows what the hell is going to come up. Well, the pictures are still up there. Not many, though. I'll say that. <laughs> some. I don't know why some are and some aren't. I get they're, they're on MySpace. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know MySpace was still yeah. holding servers. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, my God. Tom must be doing well. Tom. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're not on Inside STL, I guess. Yeah, they're all MySpace. So, so then what winds up happening? So now here we go. Now we got, now we got some of the things that are going on. I legitimately, A, number one, I can say this with, you know, swearing on whatever, uh, Never, ever uh, got involved with an inside STL girl next door. Not that people are like, wow, it was the George Clooney of St. Louis. How could they resist you? I don't think people are thinking that, but you're just, you're in that position. Sure, sure. But I was married. uh, Then Anna Marie and I were together and we weren't, and she was working there too. So, I mean, it just wasn't happening. Uh, Nor was there the less popular MFF with anybody. So I am speaking with a very... Uh, clear conscious on this and you know I don't think anybody will ever make the accusation because I know nothing happened right um nor you know it's just not you know as big of a creep as I am I'm I have an understanding of the lines sure. and just not ever gonna but what wound up happening was we would have ladies submit pictures and it wasn't like CYC basketball where everybody got playing time and so that's where it started to get a little interesting. Sure, yeah. I can imagine that could be yeah. tough in some situations. So one of, and now it's time for story time. All right, settle in here. So one of the more unique situations we had was one area person kept sending pictures in despite the fact that they were told... Because, again, I mean, for the companions to do this, to shoot a, an afternoon or an evenings of photos... yeah. That takes time. This isn't like a charity. Right, Friday and Saturday nights, I assume, right? Uh, well, I don't know when they would shoot the pictures, but the events, you know, would be on a Friday or Saturday night. And, no, they'd, they'd, they'd shoot them at their studio. Their oh, okay. studio. I was thinking The that, events were Friday or Saturday I was night. thinking of the, when the pictures would go up from people going out. To no, well, that, that, was, that was a separate group gotcha. of photographers. Gotcha. 
So this lady kept sending in her picture to the point where I'm just like, it's a no. It's been a no. It's been a no like four-ish times. Right. So that was a little that was a little odd in and of itself mm-hmm. that it kept going on. Excuse me, I have to pause for a beverage. This is the time I like to tell you about the Portland Trailblazers Summer League campaign. <laughs> you just want to jump in. <laughs> um, so we do an event at Shannon's. Did you ever go to Mike Shannon's outfield? I mean, you were you were six. I def I think I dined there once. Okay, uh, and I remember the food being really good. So we do an event there, their outfield, which is no longer there, but it was before Ballpark Village. So this would have been 2007. Right there on Market, right? That's correct. Yeah, definitely. they have been there once. And, you know, we had a section to ourselves. I mean, it really was a thing. Like, if I was single or if I was just like a, a fucking <laughs> philanderer. <laughs> Great word. Thank you, because that is the word. It is, yeah. You know, which I'm like certain people think or thought. I have no idea. I don't know if people still think it now. Be surprised. I, really? Yeah, I'd be surprised. That's good to hear. Yeah. You got children. That's a whole different game. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not even, it's like, here, everybody look at my phone. Like, <laughs> yeah. look through everything you want. Nothing It'll be on. pictures of my kids and my wife and it's gonna bore the shit out of you but whatever like i have nothing whatsoever uh in the philandering camp to even like oh god i like even if i get like a dm from a female i'm like yeah you know my wife and i'm just like no matter on the off chance right you know i'm just like i make sure i know how to shoot these down just on the off chance and it's not like there's a lot coming in to be clear but just on the off chance i am not it just doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. It's wonderful. It feels lovely, at least for me. Probably not the other party, but I am not looking to lose my children, and uh, and any form of uh, money that I have just to, to fuck somebody, right. much less risk my career and just fuck up my kids' lives and my wife's life. Holy shit! It is so. It's a wonderful place to be, by the way. And don't get me wrong. I still enjoy stag, and I'm still looking for threesomes, foursomes, whatever. But as far as, like, just not even there. Um, and I, I don't think I was as adamant about it 15 years ago because, like you said, the children thing. Mm-hmm. But when looking back on it, if I was single, and at times producer Joe was. So producer Joe, I think, not to say that he, like, ran through, mm-hmm. but he, I think he had an occasional dalliance. Um but either way, we uh, were at Shannon's, and we're in this section that they have for us. And all of a sudden, I notice that the girl who had submitted her picture to try to get a photo shoot to be an Inside STL girl next door was in our section wearing an Inside STL. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. You know, and again, this isn't like, you know, this isn't like you're in penthouse and you get the key, you know, or you get the Playboy bunny thing. You know, it's not like that. But it was like, so I went over to Jason and Emily and I said, hey, I thought we were all in agreement that, you know, this was a little weird situation. When did you guys do a photo shoot with her? And they go, we haven't. We've told her, no, she must have gotten her own inside STL 
tank top. Oh, jeez. And then told security she was with us and got up here because we've told her no over and over and over again. And I go, oh, fuck, what in the world is this? What do we do? Because this is kind of, I'm sure it's given some people like some creep chills. You oh, know? It's just sure. Usually it's the male version. This is the female version. Right. So we're in a weird spot. I mean, a real weird spot. Yeah, this was 07. Um, and they wind up just, like, doing it just because they're, like, so, like... Yeah, it'd be, it's honestly the easiest way out. Yeah. it's. A, it, I'm sure some people are like, why would they do it? But Or why would you do it? I'm just like, we just got to get through this and then move on. Because right. clearly she is going to stop at nothing. She will not accept the no. So we had that happen... And then a month or two later, God, mm, boy, I see here, they're all coming back to me. <laughs> it's flowing through your <laughs> oh, head right now. God. I can see it. <sighs> so one of, this, I, I don't know, this involves Iggy. Oh. <laughs> now I'm really settling in. <laughs> so one of, and I would probably tell you, I mean, I don't know, it, it, a part of it, I guess, is in cachet, so to speak. But one of the disagreements me and the original photographer had was over who was worthy of him spending time with as a uh, photographer. And to me, this girl, I wonder if I still have this email file, Jackson. Jesus, this is this would be entertainment here. I mean, it's entertainment for me and you, but because it's all in my hotmail. Uh, which I barely use, but I still have. Uh-huh. Um, she was very attractive. And I thought, well, this is a no-brainer. She sent in pictures. I said to the, the photographer, hey, go ahead. And he was just like, absolutely not. You know, and I think maybe he met with her. She's too green. He wanted them to be more seductive. But the whole point of it was they're girls next door. Right, like, that's in the, the literal whole idea sense. Yeah. And so... I don't know. That was, like I said, this I, I've, I've saved the emails with him because I was in awe of the way he talked. Not that he was being disrespectful. I mean, who the fuck am I? But like, like it was, it was like a character. <laughs> and um, and I said, yeah, she's. I think she's like exactly what we're looking for. She's beautiful, and you know, I think, I mean, did just turned 21 or 22 was just kind of yeah. coming into her own as exactly far as the idea, this social scene so people didn't really know who she was so we were introducing and eventually the companions emily and jason the photographers shoot her i don't know how this all came to pass or why it came to pass i'm sure now that i'm talking about it iggy will have his version of the story but iggy as he is, maybe you've heard him say before, was friends with a photographer at Playboy. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's telling me about that. I believe the gentleman's name is Gary Cole. Not to be confused with Loberg. That's correct, Lumberg, Lumberg, I believe, Lumberg, right? yeah. And, okay. uh, and so he, I don't know. Because I like if I tell any detail, it's wrong. It'll turn into like a half-hour segment on TMA, and I'm not, and I'm by no means trying to like beer cats him here. I'm just like doing this from 15 years ago from my memory. But somehow, Iggy gets involved and introduces her to Gary Cole, and I believe 
she did a test shoot with Playboy, if memory serves. Wow. I think it led to her, I think, I know she did the test shoot. I don't, well, I don't say no. I'm pretty confident she did the test shoot. She didn't appear in the magazine, but she did a test shoot, and Iggy was involved in making it happen, and fuck, I have no idea what wound up happening from that point forward. And she was, by the way, she was she was absolutely, God, do I have a girl next door file? I've got to have a girl next door file. Um, God, where in the hell would it be? I'm just looking through my emails, and it's just like, where is this thing? Um, and my God, once I go into it, I'll be, I'll be in this, this is, a, <laughs> this is a rabbit hole, all rabbit holes. Holy shit. Uh, um, sorry. Once I'm into this now, I can't, I can't. Oh yeah. So here's the, God, here's the emails with this guy. Holy shit. Um, uh, anyway, I don't know. Who knows? And I'm sure I'm going to read some of the stuff I wrote in 2007 and be like, what a <laughs> fucking asshole, <laughs> lack of self-awareness, whatever. So w- at one point, a couple of months later, there is a girl who is in the contest who's attractive, you know, as, as the vast majority of them certainly were. And there was another one who's kind of more girl next door. And she calls me, and this is this is the, this is really the beginning of the end. Only except it was only in year one. I put up with it for five more years of people canceling, uh, or as it became known, grandma's dying. Yeah. <laughs> except this was a different deal, and we were doing this one. Uh, at a location, and I didn't want to cancel it because this was how we were making our money. And it turns out that the girl next door, girl next door, as in like the, you know, cute girl next door, Mm -hmm. uh, had found out, and we didn't know, um, that one of the girls in her month that she was competing against uh, was... Uh, an aspiring adult starlet. Mm. And this girl, the girl next door, girl next door felt like she was not going to win the girl next door because this girl would have an advantage as an adult starlet. But she said really she didn't want to be in it because morally she objected to being in the contest with somebody who was going. Ah, So ah, card got pulled. So, yes. So, I think we had, of the five that were supposed to be there for this event, two. Ah, a little heads-up matchup. <laughs> was heads-up match play. <laughs> and so uh, that is how it, uh, that, that's how it began to become a headache. Then we get to Girl Next Door of the Year, which is all of the girls who won their months, plus some wild cards mm-hmm. that were voted on by people online, and uh, we hosted that at, God, what was the name of the bar? And I ask you, but I know you can't answer it. If it was Lush or Lure, it was on See, Olive. here, I'll, I'll go in my weird TMA memory bank and remember the cab ride video, which is a famous one of Rudy. Oh, yeah. Timber Carroll Mickey Timber Carroll and producer Joe. And there's some, like, guy that Timber Fake was, was beefing with. And then he said he was a cook at Lush. And that's, yes. I think, where the cab was taking okay, them. Okay, Joe was like a hostage in that. <laughs> right. So, I believe, yes, the first one ever was there. And um, 
it, it, it's a it's a it's a whole weekend's worth of content. So the first thing was I think at Rue Thirteen, which is a popular bar on Washington Avenue, and there is a girl, and the way you win was to get the most votes from the people in attendance. And then we did the thing, and I think we combined it with the AFC NFC Championship Party. So then the winner was on a Sunday afternoon. So the whole thing was on a Sunday. And the first place was twenty five hundred dollars. That'd be nice now. Yeah, for real. Um, much less like your yeah twenty two year old. You know, just for go yeah. Posing sure, yeah. for the show. You know, it's not- and you got a free photo shoot. Right. So, Route 13, this girl goes out on Washington Avenue and just brings people in to vote for her off the street. Mm. Stuffing the ballot, ballot box. And the other girls, you can imagine, are not a fan of this. So now it's on. <laughs> so now here we go. Yep. And now, as you can imagine, they're complaining to me. <laughs> they don't like her. They won't talk to her. It's a whole thing. So then Sunday rolls around, and there was like, it was like Survivor, like there were alliances built. (laughs) And, you know, the place is absolutely packed. I mean, packed. And I guess I took it for granted then, but you look back on it, and here's something that just was totally came out of my mind. And now you see, you know, a building on a Sunday afternoon, too, right, right. where you can't move. I mean, the guys who own Lush had to be like, this is the greatest fucking thing ever. Yeah, absolutely. We just, we just made who knows how much on a, a Sunday afternoon that otherwise we'd be closed. And it is packed because you have 12, I guess, 12 girls from each month winning and then, you know, a couple of wild cards. And they're all trying to win $2,500, so they all ask their friends. Their friends come down to drink on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, it is a perfect formula. Yeah. Shit, we should have done this like... All the time. Seriously. I look back on it. And so I think one of the, I think it was kind of like a pageant in that one of the things was, um, you know, like a, like wear what you would wear out. And then one was like lingerie or swimsuit or something like that. And it's, you know, yeah, this oh was, yeah. this was legit. I mean, this wasn't, this was, this was legit. But when it was all said and done, oh, and then also, we had guest judges. Mm-hmm. The panels. Panels, thank you. And, uh, you know, it was made reference to in the cab ride down there, <laughs> Timberfake, uh, Mickey Carroll, who you can find uh, on your IMDb for Wizard of Oz, played a munchkin. He was in his 90s. He always carried glossies of him with the, the delightful Judy Garland and the other munchkins. Who apparently we're all having orgies. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He would sometimes go rogue with his stories and <laughs> what the fuck? Why, and why? And by the way, why is Mickey Carroll in our studio? He just pop up in our studio. It's the strangest. And he would thing. travel with an entourage. No, he traveled with about six people. <laughs> fuck. All of whom I believe, as history later would show, he might have been needing to keep a closer eye on. It was kind of like MC Hammer's entourage. Ah, uh, they're spending that, the residuals. I believe, I believe there might have been a situation, but I do not know that to be okay. clear, but I believe that might have been the case. And uh, uh, Rudy, for those of you who are longtime listeners, he would call in the show shit-faced on a regular basis. In addition to those three, over the course of time, uh, Caden Cross, who I'm still friends with, yep. uh, Bree Olson, uh, who was one of Charlie Sheen's goddesses? Uh, Todd Wellemeyer, former Cardinal uh, starter, slash reliever, the Tadalian. Uh Felipe Lopez, former Cardinal, Club not flip. really interested in co- competition. Uh, he was there at times as a judge. 
Rich Gould. Ah, TV's Rich Gould. Television's own Rich Gould. Calvin May. Oh, man. What? I, I mean, this is, I, I look at this and I go, I need to be proud. I am incredibly yeah, proud of this. to be. And I'd still do this today. Sure. Again, we, don't, we weren't taking women off the street and putting them in the contest. They did this on their own accord. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you could do it today, but we didn't think anything at all of mm-hmm. it then. Like now, if somebody had tweeted something out and then I'd be canceled or something. Yeah, I, I, I'd be. You don't think so? I don't know. I don't. I just think these are willing participants. I know. I just don't even know. Like Doug always said, oh, God, we could never do that now. I think he says that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, either way. I think so you could. So we're doing this and it's packed and, you know, now you got judges and you got a 90 year old munchkin. <laughs> You got Timberfake, and then Timberfake would say shit. He he really was the perfect heel. The thing is, it wasn't an act. Right. He would go out of his way to get so fucked up, he would always call into the show from, like, Four Seasons, the hotel. Right. And I got to tell you something. You know, he did get good-looking women. I don't know what the fuck was going on. All I know is I saw it, you know. Yeah. Um and he would get fucked up, somehow get a room at Four Seasons, which was not uh, inexpensive, and call into the show constantly, fucked up, and the audience would go nuts, right. hating it, right. hating it, hating it, hating it. Uh, and then he would come in and he judged it. I remember this one where he was judging, and he was really critical, and part of the theory was if the girl wasn't, like, you know, responding to his flirtations, he mm. would be critical on the stage, which is a tough spot. You got, I don't know how many people there, but a lot of it's packed building, and now you got a guy critiquing. So it got to a point that there were some gentlemen waiting outside to take care of Timberfake after the event. Oh, my God. Yep, James, you wanted it, you got it. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, I mean, I, I, I'd love to know who the judges were for the first one. I mean, I would break this down with, like, scores, you know. And You were emceeing all of this, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, this is why you go to journalism school. And, uh, and the girl who was pulling people off the street at Rue 13 wound up winning. Oh, wow. And, like, over the girl who got the Playboy test shoot. Mm-hmm. So if you were to put the two pictures of the two girls next to each other, I say this as a short, bald man and recognizing my shortcomings. I feel like I need to put this disclaimer out there. Right. And you just said, based on appearance, who should win? It would be the girl who got the Playboy test shoot. Yeah. But that wasn't what it was determined by. It was determined by a combination of votes that drove traffic to the website and drove traffic to the venues. That's Uh what it was. And I made sure that it was on the up and up. There was no, never any bullshit. I think the cat used to like to joke whoever, whatever promoter paid the most would win, and I got it, and it was amusing, but that really did not happen. Uh-huh. Would not have, I wouldn't let it happen. I just right. never wanted to get in a spot where somebody goes, yeah, I paid him off to win. Um, so she wins. That causes all hell to break loose, and we have year number one under the way. Uh, I believe we did it for Five years, maybe six years. I remember the last one, David Freeze was at it. Oh, wow. And this would have been, was this? This was 12. So this yeah. was after he was wor- the World Series hero. So he's still, I mean, just the most popular man in town. Yeah. Um, I believe I remember the last last who won it. 
Uh, she would later come in for a hashtag FFF. Ah. One of the greatest FFFs, by the way, in in uh, in FFF history. With the Caden Cross one? Uh, no, okay, second greatest FFF. In well, Seika and Kitten Ivy Dodd, so you might be going third. Uh, <laughs> the brunette here. Oh, wow. And then yeah. her blonde friend, and they were they kind of engaged in what I would describe as hot sapphic play. In ah, the, uh, paying tribute to the god of Sapphos. A- amen, amen. <laughs> so why, Jackson, uh-huh. did we have to wrap up the Girl Next Door contest? It wasn't because of some social media pressure, you know, uh-huh. somebody trying to right. take us out. It was because, I don't know what wound up happening, but... On the day of the events, the girls would, not all of them, but like half of the girls would cancel and say they couldn't come to the events. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah, now that I look at it, but I mean, we didn't have kids. Anna Maria and I, we lost our, you know, intensity for it. Uh, maybe the Campanias moved away at some point, so somebody else took it over. I don't remember as far as the photography goes. But we would have these events, the people, these companies are paying for it, and then like half the girls would show up, and then half of them would cancel the day of, and right. it just became a running joke. And so help me, there was an event in which three grandmothers passed away. Now, if you ask me how many grandmothers passed away, I'd set the over-under at 0.5. Right. But it just became like, fuck, here, we got another event. You know, and Doug would say, grandmothers out of Edwardsville and Fairview Heights are floating down the river like cordwood <laughs> because... Like a light-hitting middle infielder would come out of San Pedro de Macaris. A lot of our talent was coming out of the Hooters at the Fairview Heights in yeah. Illinois. Yeah. And so the Hooters. It, it's, it, was, it, was a, it was a thing. But it just became, it became as, as is whenever I wrap anything up, the juice was no longer worth the squeeze. Yeah. It's that simple. Whenever TMA comes to an end, the juice was no, I can already tell you, or we just get taken out and canceled, right, right, but right. one or the other. Uh, the juice was no longer worth the squeeze. And that's what it, that's what it came down to. Um, it, it became a, fuck, we have a girl next door contest tonight. Yeah. That's what it became. That's what it became. And I remember like trying to like find the next person to take it over because i mean in 2012 i'm 34 years old mm-hmm. if anything it's weird especially being in st louis that i didn't have any kids at that point anna marie and i are married mm-hmm. you know this isn't what we want to be doing right and you know we just followed through with it it's still a model that works now i'd be curious if somebody did it and how it could be executed it absolutely works does barstool still do like a Smoke of the day or whatever the hell it was. They used to. I don't think. Oh, they, they got rid of that. Really? I think they got rid. I can't be sure. Old Road did something similar too, but I have my own problems with them. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, that's interesting. If they got rid of that, um, so. But they up until I mean I remember it, like being a freshman in college group in 2016, they uh, they they were still doing that. Yeah. And I remember there'd be girls from like Florida Gulf Coast that would get featured on it. Oh, is that right? See them in class the next day. Oh, how do you do? Exactly. That's that's what I asked myself. I said, "How do you do? <laughs> how do you do?" And I'll just go politely shuffle back to my dorm. But uh, yeah, I mean, what questions do you have for me on Girl Next Door might trigger more. Yeah, I'm just I, like I'm looking at it through the lens of you now, and so like I'll can you I'm, picture me doing it now? I'm curious, no, like, because then that makes me think of like how you think of me. Well, you just, I just don't. I know you as someone who doesn't have an appetite for like essentially like 
some of the bullshit that I imagine was involved with that. Yeah, like but again, it was a case dying. I had to do it. Right. I had, it's how we made money. Right. It's how it truly is how Inside STL got from 2006 to 2010. Mm-hmm. Once 2010 right. rolled around, the revenue was for the most part from the radio show. Right. And the Inside STL then owned the. And Inside STL still does. Right. Owned the, the, the LLC IP. still owns. Um, the content. The content. Right. That's correct. And so, yeah. So to even get to that point, you needed the girls, ne- the girl next because door. Because that's what brought in money. Now, yes. there was a situation that I, I've heard the story a number of times about Brie Olson uh, as a judge. That's and, correct. And her, and nice. Her, and her critical, and she was a tad critical nice. of. So the Brie Olson story, I don't know. I remember, and I don't think she'd mind me saying this, and I mean, Caden, who I truly am like, like a, you know, we, it's not like we see each. I don't know when the last time I saw her. It's been a few years. But we text. Mm-hmm. And we were, and I think I've said this before, on the verge of doing a podcast when I had to decide whether we were going to stay at 590 or come to Hubbard. Mm-hmm. And I still believe that me and her doing a podcast is a potential monster. And I love the idea of it. You know, whereas... You know, it's it's something that'll get my synapses firing. Sure. Not because I'm going to be sitting there, you know, with a soft cow, <laughs> right. but it's just the kind of stuff like this. I, lo- I love this. You yeah. know, I don't have somebody going, well, what are the blues going to do for the checking line? <laughs> you know, I, 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 can, I can just fucking talk. Right. You know, and talk to my people. Yep. And, you know, and, and that's more my style of, you know, talking and... You know, and it's just free, and to me it's healthy, which I know is like the antithesis of what some people think is health, but I think being able to talk openly about sex and religion is actually healthy as opposed to repressing it, and then all of a sudden you find yourself with a, you know, shower bottle up your ass because you don't know how to get off. Who uh, hasn't been in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so with, with, with regards to that, I... You know, we we became friends like in 2009. I don't know how or why. It had nothing to do with hooking up. I was with Anna Marie. If anything, I think Caden took a liking to Anna Marie, if I'm being fully honest with it. Uh, It's probably much more believable than Caden (laughs) taking a liking to me, if we're being honest also. Uh, But either way, we were just like buddies, and we still bullshit about stuff. And it's amusing. And she really is, even though the cat loved to say, oh, smart and clean. She's truly, I mean, if anybody has ever talked with Lisa Ann, or Caden, for that matter. I know Lisa Ann's been around a lot more than Caden recently. There's no way you could possibly go, Lisa Ann's a dumb porn star. There's right. no way. Yeah, no way you could say it. No way. You might say, oh, you might not like her because she did porn and whatever, to each their own on it. But you couldn't possibly say she's a dumb woman. No way. And Caden is also quite smart, shrewd businesswoman. And so we would bullshit and, you know, just have a good kind of back and forth, you know, Text exchange, you know, mm. to the, like I said, to the point that we were, Anna Marie, God bless her, got me tickets to the AVNs for Christmas in 2016, and um, we went to the AVNs, and Caden was happened to be, I think we stayed at the Hard Rock, may it rest in peace, and I don't know how, I guess maybe she saw my Twitter feed, and she goes, hey, are you here? And I go, yeah, Anna Marie and I are here. She goes, oh my God, we're eating downstairs, and I go downstairs, and I hadn't seen her in a couple of years. And it's her, Manuel Ferrar, the Plowboys guy, yeah, and their daughter, who I, you know, had never met, but I was aware of, and I think we were invited to their wedding or to the baby shower in L.A. I mean, I know this sounds fucking strange, 
but it's it's true. So Caden, I think, did Girl Next Door judging one. She did, 100%. It might have been the loaded update, by the way, because I know it was at oh, Lumiere. Wow. <laughs> um, and then she couldn't do it the next year. And I'm like, oh, on who are we going to get? And I don't know how or why. I guess she was on the show, and and this is no bullshit, Jackson. I remember it being in my office at 19th and Locust, inside STL offices, where we were there for nine years, and interviewing Brie Olson. And, I, no, I wasn't even interviewing her. I was just, like, telling her what we're going to do. And then we started bullshitting. And I'm, I don't think I was interviewing her. I don't know. But I, it sounds so weird to say that this was going on. She starts telling me how she likes to fuck furniture. <laughs> like, she'll take a leg of a chair and fuck it. <laughs> and I'm going, this is, like, I'm, I'm just in my office by myself. It's, like, 3 in the afternoon. No, it's not like I'm sitting here, like, jerking off on the phone because she's telling me she's fucking furniture. It's just like it's all over the place. I go, this is fucking nuts. So Bree comes in. Or no, she was in town. That's what it was. She was in town to, to dance at probably the H-I-A. Hustler Club. And we're doing this thing at a place called Bar 101. Is Bar 101 still around? Boy, is that downtown? Soulard. Yeah, no, I think it is. Let's see. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think it is. Holy shit. Yeah, it says it's that it says it's There's it a open. sand volleyball thing. Wow, it is still going. How about that? So I guess. I don't know. Well, either way, that's where we were. And we did a sand volleyball tournament and like a girl next door model thing where whoever won won five hundred bucks. So some of the past girls next door got in there. And Bree is one of the judges. Also one of the judges. You'll die. When you hear this, well, maybe you won't just because it's an age thing. Although I know you know the person. Famous St. Louis athlete uh-huh. who, if I'm not mistaken, has gone into their sports hall of fame. Oh, wow. Was a judge, was scheduled to be a judge and appeared for the record. Wound up not being a judge because was, but did wind up appearing. So it's not like they bailed on it. Uh, just because you said I'd die, I have to think basketball. I understand um, your reasoning. You're on the wrong track. Okay. Um, but it's gone into their sports. Hall. I believe I am virtually certain. Subject of controversy. Um. Known prominently beyond their sport. Like, and that's why I look back on this, and it's just so nuts that this was this was our little world at the time. Female. Hope Solo. There you go. Wow. Holy. Really? <laughs> that is 100% true. I mean, the fact that... Hope Solo. Dead serious. Next to, like, Mickey Carroll? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't look back on it and go... I should have fucked old what's-her-name. You know, I really don't. There's a cop looking on, like, with a huge (laughs) smile on his face. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, you know, it it was, it was, it was, it was, it was really, it's so weird. I'm sure it's how, like, people who are, like, 20 or 25 and 19, like, in the late 60s and 70s, look back on the 80s and go, fuck, man, we had it really good, you know, or when they were in their, when they were in their 80s and their 30s and 40s going, fuck, we should have, we should have fucked more. Yeah. Uh, but 
so yeah, this is obviously a loose setting. Yeah. Everybody's fucked up. Yeah. You have these girls competing. So it was supposed to be Brie Olson. Hope Solo was supposed to be one of the judges. Yeah. Because she was with the St. Louis Athletic. I'm That's talking right. like That's everybody right. knows. That's right. And like Joe... I'm sure people like your age are going, Hope Solo? Why? What in the world? But the United States gold medal winning <laughs> yep. goaltender, World Cup winning goaltender. Yeah. Subject of all kinds of controversy, even even recently. Yeah, she sure has been. Um, was supposed to be one of the judges, and she was to a point with our show where she would drop in monthly. That's why, re- which was, sounds fucking crazy, and she would always be like Vince McMahon pimping whatever that league was that the Athletica was in. Right. Joe was wasn't he like the he was like the play by play guy. And I think Iggy used to like to take shots at him. He was a women's soccer play-by-play guy. I think. I could be wrong. And then Hope and Joe were certainly friends. Now, Joe is adamant that nothing ever happened with him and Hope. Mm -hmm. If you told me the life of my family was on the line as to, yes, they hooked up, and no, they hooked up. And this isn't an indictment of Joe at all. If anything, one might consider it a compliment. Sure. I would say something happened. Mm. Joe insists nothing happened. Personally, my view on it is he's been lying about it for so long that he doesn't want to admit that he was lying for so long. I could be wrong. He'll probably be pissed off. He's pissed off anyway, no matter what. <laughs> but but he'll probably be pissed off at me for saying that. But like I said, it's a comp. Joe did well, man. Joe did well. The motherfuckers gave Joe a lot of shit when he was on the show. And, you know, one of the running go- jokes was, you know, he was hooking up with guys he roomed with and all this shit. Knuckles? <laughs> Klaus, Knuckles. You know, one of his buddies woke up in bed with another guy and there was no way to explain it. His ass started bleeding at spring training. That was, absolutely happened. He was close friends with Larry Bigby, no? That was odd also. <laughs> uh, was Larry Bigby had a very brief run in St. Louis, but for whatever reason, they hung out. Um, and then the fact that he woke up and Andy Dick was in his room. I mean, there's all kinds of things that understandably would be considered circumstantial evidence. But the truth is, the truth is, is from my standpoint, now this wasn't uh, an Inside STL Girl Next Door, but we had like a promotions team before the Girl Next Door thing started. Uh-huh. And this girl was beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. And I don't throw that around, Jackson. You know I reserve it for, like, Ella Reese. Yeah. Uh, but but this girl was beautiful and became Joe's girlfriend for a, a period of time. Wow. And uh, Joe did well for himself, man. I, I know that one inside STL girl next door thing, whatever that bar is, the club at one of the casinos, Ameristar probably, Joe's making out with one of the contestants and, like, <laughs> holding out his finger, flipping off the car. I mean, he's, you know, yeah. Joe benefited from the girl next door. I don't, and I don't want to portray it like he ran through him by right. any means, but he did all right for himself. So with regards to the Hope Solo thing, and I didn't even realize it because I'm just like, oh, this is this goofball who cut lawns and has a landing strip for some fucking reason. You know, I couldn't take him seriously as a coxman, but I remember Chasey, who was on the show, Jen Pickett, uh, and and in my just total lack of self-awareness, I'm like, oh, you know, if I were single, you'd be interested. I mean, what a fucking thing to say. <laughs> I mean, just what an asshole. <laughs> First off, it's absolutely just factually not true. And then secondly, it just shows no self-awareness. And third, the fact that I would even say it, just like, fuck off. <laughs> but she goes, well, Joe's the best-looking guy on the show. 
And she goes, then probably Martin, actually. (laughs) 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 You know, then you, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and I'm like, the guy with the landing strip, the guy who carves a strip in his pubic hair is attractive to you? I mean, what in the fuck? And I still, for the life of me, by the way, that to me is like, if we did the seven wonders of TMA, Joe carving a landing strip is, it has to be there. So did he just say that one day that he was like, So my ex-wife and Chasey, uh-huh. We were at our bar, may it rest in peace. You were 10, when, yeah. uh, not even 10, when it <laughs> opened in the Grove. Um, and I remember saying on the radio, like, I don't know what I said, but something like, there's just no way that a guy who is into women would carve a landing strip. Which, by the way, 15 years later, I still passionately believe. I really do. Like the Plowboy sitting there talking about manscape, but he's not talking about like carving shapes with his pubic hair. Even though I bet if you asked him to, he could. He do would. It. Yeah. But like Joe's doing, and then like Joe from like his Horton Watkins studio at the mm-hmm. time, you know, he's in the control room with Stedman. Stedman, you know, just ticking time bombs. He's Georgia he's upset State with, Studio. <laughs> the Georgia State Studio because he's upset that these guys keep grabbing the <laughs> microphone. Uh, he's like, I have a landing strip. And I'm just like, <laughs> I start laughing because I'm like, no, he doesn't. He's like, no, I do. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking looking. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there's not a, there's not a, you can't give me a $100 bill to look. But we had a, I believe, a girl next door event or something like that later in the day. And which I look back on this and this is, this is fucking creepy, but it all happened. And like I said, I have, I just don't care. <laughs> so right. you're getting it all. Uh, he takes my ex wife and Chasey, Jen, into an R bar restroom. To show them his landing strip. Yeah, that's that's what a wild sentence that was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that that's fucking bananas. <laughs> but it happened. But all this shit happened. So easily, it's like a French fry, a pube. There. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't know if it's still present. Well, we can ask For the you. life of me, though, I just was like, "What? What do you do for real?" <laughs> Like, to me, like, let's say you are about to land the most beautiful sexual girl. Uh-huh. And then you take your drawers off, and mm-hmm. it's about to go down. And let's say she's going down, you know, the oral highway. So, yeah. therefore, it's right up in her face. And then there's a guy, and the guy has a landing strip. I would have to think she, like, releases and goes, all right, that'll wrap her up. Uh, yeah. And, I think, mm, I'm just trying to imagine, like, because the sign of the shows is that they took the time to manscape. Which I'm sure the ladies appreciate. No doubt, but then they... But, the, but that he carved a strip in yeah. his pubis. He's like, you're shorn everywhere, yet you have this strip of hair, <laughs> and that means that you did that intentionally. Yeah, and like... And, and, like, and asked more and, and questions. And was so proud of it, showed my ex-wife and, and Chasey. I mean, really, what in the fuck? Yeah, that's really I weird. mean, but it happened. Yeah. It yeah. absolutely happened. Sure. So with regards to hope, I don't know. I have no idea, and she's probably not going to be dropping by the studio anytime soon, so we have to rely solely on Joe, and Joe insists nothing ever happened. Either way, Hope was down with the show, and she was supposed to judge this thing Uh at Bar 101 13 years ago on August 16th. Holy shit. Have a little party. So anyway, Brie Olson. So she does this thing. She does the judging thing at Bar 101, and... I believe she was very critical there. She, you know, she liked being on the show. And so Caden couldn't come in 
and Brie could, and I believe this was either, I think it was 2011, because that's right when Charlie Sheen's shit went down. Right, I think yep. it was 2011. Yep. And so I remember asking Caden about coming in, and I noticed she had unfollowed me on social media. Mm. And I go, I texted her. I remember I was playing poker at Aria in Las Vegas. And I just had time, and I was, you know, you're on a break in a tournament, and I just I go, hey, what's up? I said, did you unfollow me or block me on Twitter or something like that? And she goes, yeah, I'm mad at you. And I go, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I go, we haven't, like, seen each other in, like, a year. I go, what, what happened? She goes, you have Brie Olsen coming in. You know I don't like her. And you have her coming in to do an event. And I go, well, I'm just, you know, I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm, right. you know, I'm just doing an event. But she was sideways with Brie over something. I don't know what the fuck it was. And so Brie comes in, and she just was, like, warning me about it. Brie comes in to be a judge, along with dead serious, no bullshit, I hope there's video, I don't know if there is, it's such a shame that there isn't, Rich Gould. (laughs) I'm dead serious. Brie Olson, Rich Gould, Mickey Carroll, Timberfake, Rudy, and I'm dead serious. I think they're my, I think maybe like Todd Wellemeyer. That's Italian. I'm dead serious because I think the Cardinals had winter warm-up. It might have been somebody else. I mean, they're really, I don't know who else it could have been. I mean, there was a time we did one of these, and no bullshit yet again. I think at this point everybody goes, this motherfucker can't possibly be lying about anything. Uh, that Ben Bishop oh, wow. was a judge for a bikini contest at Wave Taco in downtown St. Louis, along with someone who, and I'm going to type it into Twitter right now to see, and if she might have more Instagram followers than, I hope I don't, okay, here we go, who has 6.4 million Twitter followers, Holy shit. may have more Instagram followers, and that's Sonny Leone. Are you familiar with Sonny Leone? I feel like I've heard the name before, but might have just been on the show. Sonny Leone was at the time an adult star, but she is of Indian descent. Uh-huh. And she has gone on to, let's see, there it is. She has 53.3 million Instagram Holy followers. Shit. 53 million? 53.3 million Instagram followers. The only person who follows her I know, of course, is Larry Nickel. But uh, I believe the, she is a Bollywood superstar. And she is a also, you know, beautiful woman, intelligent, and she was an adult star. And I don't know what happened. I think there's like a documentary on it, uh, on how she went from adult star to, uh, to obviously, you know, Bollywood superstar. Mm-hmm. So Ben Bishop and Sonny Leone... And Rams receiver, either Foster Brooks or Brooks Foster. I know there was an actor <laughs> named Foster Brooks or an actor named Brooks Foster. Whatever the inverse was, that's this. The Rams drafted this guy to North Carolina, and they are judging a bikini contest at Wave Taco. I mean, this is this sounds so asinine. So it's it's Brie Olson, Rich Gould. This is for the girl next door thing in 2011, I believe. Brie Olson, Rich Gould, Mickey Carroll, Rudy, Timberfake, and I don't know who, I feel like there was a Cardinal there, which in hindsight's fucking crazy. Could you imagine the Cardinals allowing that now? Not, not a chance. Just for reference on the Sonny Leone. What do we got? Tom Brady has 12.4 million followers. Unbelievable. Sonny Leone yeah. has 53. And she was judging a bikini contest with like 100 people present at Wave Taco. And like, 
wanting to, and I'm not saying she was trying to have the the less popular. Yeah. Because anytime there was interest, it was not in me. You know. Gotcha. And it's still current. Current is still true to this day. Right. Uh, I don't true. think that's going to be changing. Although again, I was skinny fat. And right. I just, yeah. I'm just you're, realizing you're really it peaking now. now. Fuck. <laughs> what a waste. I didn't play golf. Yeah. And I was skinny fat. What well, was I doing? I was playing poker. poker. All yeah, day. I guess so. Yeah, of course I was skinny fat. What was Anna Marie doing though? And I didn't really have any money either. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. I don't know what. You the had fuck. the juice. You I had the juice. I had the tongue of a hummingbird. I guess that's what it gets down to. You and Doug. <laughs> so, so this is what's going. This is your dais at Lumen on Washington or Olive, whatever the fuck it was downtown. Uh-huh. Place is packed. Right. Packed, because. Yeah, it's a girl next door contest, and it's a great venue. I think it's still operating. So you know, I've done a few of these at this point, and Bree and and it's not it's you know it's it's always a lot of work, mm-hmm. but it's not like something where I'm like, oh god, I hope it goes well. It's right. just you know, I'm just grabbing a microphone and talking. Right. I know the formula; it's fine. I've it done at least four of them. At this like point. TMA, you just, as yeah. long as the microphone's I mean, it's, working. it's in front of a live crowd, but whatever. It's not a big deal. If you're comfortable doing it, it's not a big deal. If you're not comfortable talking in front of people, it can be a thing, I guess. Sure. But whatever, it's what I do. So fine. Then all of a sudden, I took it for granted that it was going to go smoothly because Bree, for whatever reason, started giving the girls. Who are out there in like lingerie? Yeah, scores of one or two or three, and it's getting awkward. Sure. And this was the girl next door of the year. Kind yes. Of. Okay. So now the girls, to their credit, unionize in the back room. Like their Northwestern football. Lech Walesa in Poland, the Northwestern football team. <laughs> The 2010 Girl Next Door of the Year competition. Yep. Yep. They're all heroes. Heroes, heroes for the working class. All solidarity. Yep. And I'm announcing the next girl, and I notice they're not coming out. Ah. The problem has arrived. And I believe, at the time, my fiance or my wife, I don't know, who was working at the business and worked uh-huh. in the business until through the time we were at 920, Anna Marie um, comes out and says... Uh, no, she worked part of 592. Uh, comes out and says, uh, the girls aren't going to come out anymore because of what the scores Brie Olson. And, and Brie wasn't just like giving them low scores. She was like, well, you have a little cellulite here. I mean, oh, it is, if you're a 22-year-old girl and you're obviously, you know, it's a, and you're out there in front of however many people, right? A thousand plus. Yeah, I mean, for that's sure. a, your self confidence. Oh my god, it's brutal, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not enjoying it either. Right, it's just uncomfortable. But it's a live enjoy. thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, so they're not coming out. So I tell Bree, she, I, if my memory serves, again, I wish, in a way, I wish there was video. I do wish there was video. Actually, yeah, like, what does it fucking matter? Simple as that. Uh, Tim McKernan was fired for a girl next door contest he hosted with Brie Olson and Rich Gould and Mickey Carroll. I'd love to see that in the newspaper. It'd be like a perfect way to go on Frame down to Jupiter. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Brie is pissed off now that she can't give because I thought you wanted me to be a judge. And I'm and the thing with Brie is it's not like Brie was Ella Reese, right, so to speak. Right, 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 right. So she's on tilt. She just gets up and fucking leaves. Perfect. All hell is breaking loose. And, you know, we get through the contest. I'm sure it's a wonderful evening. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to my, I don't even know, I guess it would have been Twitter. 
And Bree has taken a picture of the room we got her at the Hilton downtown at the ballpark. Yeah. Bent over <laughs> with like some fingers in her ass. Uh, <laughs> and going, this is for everybody at Inside STL. Fuck you. Frame that tweet. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, I wonder if we could find that. Uh, she, I actually, I, I, give me a moment. You I, might be able to pull it off? Yeah, I mean, there's, I, can, I can see it. If uh, not, I have a buddy who could find it really easy. Yeah. That's, that's, and then, and so I hadn't paid her yet, though. So, and I was paying her. I mean, I wasn't paying her, like, something crazy, crazy. Sure. But it was, you know, four digits. So, it you know, it counts. And it's not like I'm sitting there on some kind of, uh, so I'm going, God, do I pay her? I mean, she walked out, and I'm like, and then as always, at analytic, I'm like, ah, it's probably going to be more of a headache not to pay her, and it's not worth the right, exactly. $1,000 or $1,500 she was supposed to get to not pay her to have that all hell break loose on social media, which is weird because you're not really thinking that way in 2010 or 11, but, you know, that, that was the thought process. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that was the second-to-last Girl Next Door of the Year ever we went through with the final one, made it much more low-key, just a party at Pepper Lounge, at which D. Freeze appeared. <laughs> Not because he was planning on it, but because that's what he was doing at that time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, and he, he, was, uh, he was present. And, and then I was like, that'll do it. That's enough. It's been a wonderful run. It had nothing to do with anybody saying, you need to stop this. I could have kept doing it. It just wore us out. There was a time for a year or so where I wanted to find, like, the next person to host them. Sure. Um, and I, like I said, I think the Campanias may have moved at that at that time to, how do you pronounce this? You want to pronounce it Isle Morada? Is that how you pronounce it? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a key. It's a Florida key. Isle, that sounds Isle, right. Isla Morada or something like that. I, I always thought before. it was, like, Island Morada, but it's Isla. Anyway. Uh, they lived down there for a few years. They're back here now. But um, they did such a great job with it, and they were so easy to deal with and so cool. And so, it you know, so now that I'm 10 years, Jackson's really looking for this Brie Olson tweet. I mean, I'm finding it. some stuff about, I just looked up St. Louis and her Twitter thing, and there's some some gnarly tweets. Mm. Mm. I just got stood mm. up, and I'm horny as fuck is what I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a theme also. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, if you're if you are getting to the point where you're you're fucking furniture, you're obviously Randy. There could be a T-shirt <laughs> and for that, us. And what I the tweet I just read was a very tame one of some of the things I just saw yeah. on the famous Brie Olson Twitter account. So, so she that played a role in bringing it to an end, but um, it just honestly, it just it just wore me out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, you get to a point. Also, I think also just, like, socially, we weren't doing that anymore. Like, going right. out until whatever, wanting to do that. But we lived on Washington Avenue, man. I mean, Anna Marie and I lived on Washington Avenue until July of 2012. So it was convenient. I don't know. I, I mean, again, I, it's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, in hindsight, that was wrong. It was, we, we did Cougar Next Door, mm-hmm. which was women over 35. Oh, wow. Which to me now, like at the time, I'm like, yeah, these old women. I'm like, oh my god, give me a woman over 35 any day of the week who's like comfortable with her sexuality at this point. Right. You know, usually I think that kind of is a, you know, I don't know. I wonder what that's about. I need to get somebody. Who I don't know who I could talk to. Probably not somebody who's employed here at Hubbard would probably be best from a human resources standpoint. But why that is that women get, like, so you probably what's the oldest age you've been with as a 24 year old young stallion? Uh, like 
the like the oldest like yeah, like yeah the, at the this straight point. up oldest. I mean, have you been one. with like somebody over thirty? No. no okay. No. Yeah, and you look and you're like, fuck, no way, man. Well, that, probably wrinkles and no, it's not that. I just don't. I like. I don't know a situation where I'd be with like a thirty year old who would be like looking for strange. I know, but see, to me, it's like Columbia. to me, it's like so obvious. But I mean, I guess it depends on where you hang out. Because when you're where you're hanging out, they're probably over thirty somethings, right? No, no. Except no. for like the guy coming off his divorce and wearing there's, a sport. Yeah, though no, there's thirty five year old guys, right. but not many right. thirty year old. Guys. So you're. Maybe we get yeah, is Dr. Joyce Brothers still with Napoli us. Roll up to with a GoPro for you <laughs> and see what happens. That if I hung out there, yes, there might be, be a situation. Be live live. As fuck. But anyway, and I have a place in Clayton too. There you go. Now you're just everything's happening. But uh, so I think that played a role. But it was just like the no shows. That's what ended it. But it's a business model that works. Period. I mean, it mm-hmm. just absolutely yeah. works. Absolutely. We were fortunate that we had great partners on it with Jason and Emily Campagna. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people who worked on the events, and my wife was certainly one of those, um, and the sales staff. I mean, the fact that my dad was general sales manager at KPLR Television and KFNS Radio was selling Girl Next Door contests is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but he was. And it was, you know, it started off fun. It ended with a fizzle just because... I think like the attention on it probably because once once I think probably Jackson actually once the radio became the big source of the revenue it just became like a thing we felt like we had to do right but out of the gate in two thousand seven eight and nine it was a thing mm-hmm. and it was a thing so much so that women were stealing tank tops to represent that they had been an inside a steel yeah. girl next door and get a photo shoot and yeah. that did. 100% happen, and it's a good thing that producer Joe is not in here because he would love to talk about who it was, yeah. and I will not do that, but uh, that uh, that absolutely happened. Oh, no, it seems like, I mean, women unionizing just to... to good, and by the way, good for them. They did yeah, the right, they did the right thing. That was Because that wasn't cool, man. I mean, in my mind, I'm not thinking that's even possible. So it's right. like, yeah, like if a girl clearly stands out, she gets a 10, but otherwise you give an 8 or 9, and we're just fucking off here. Right. You know, it's not like this is a... You know, we're we're selecting the next pope. Right. You know, I mean, let's just get Even through. Maybe the they should consider. God Almighty. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I am sure. I remember there was there was there was a girl who was beautiful, and came into studio and they were girl next door to your candidates, uh, and we would interview them, and the cat was so good at like, I don't even know how to describe it. I wouldn't call it being in character, but being able to ask asinine questions and not breaking. Right. And then Doug would actually be into it, but not in like a creep way, but he would have conversation. He would treat them like human beings, (laughs) I guess, which is, I guess, you know. Uh, But there was a girl who I, I don't know what happened, but she, this is, I think, the cat's all-time favorite. I guess maybe... At one point, when she might have been bigger, had gotten hearts tattooed on her on either side of her belly button, oh. and then she lost weight, and so now the the flesh had shrunk down, so it looked yeah. like she had the logo for Pontiac on either side <laughs> of her belly button. <laughs> oh boy, that's a bad beat. And so I don't know who brought it up. Really into the fire. Bro. Any of the three of us, certainly possible. But why do you have the Pontiac logo tattooed on your stomach? But I believe the question was asked. Oh, my God. And I don't think she liked it. 
and uh, that was a situation. Clear that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, your your age group might not even remember the fact that Pontiac was a vehicle. You yeah, know, I mean, I very vague. I mean, I've I remember some mm. people having Pontiacs. So, but yeah, that's a that'd be a wild thing to get permanently mm. inked onto yourself. Oh, mighty. I mean, I love some brands out there. Sure, I, just I a no, surprising one. Yeah, I just have, you know, I love what Callaway does with their irons. I don't ever <laughs> see myself getting a Callaway tattoo <laughs> on my navel. Yeah, and of all, I mean, you know, maybe if you want to, like, try to flash and act like you're killing it, you get the Mercedes tat or something oh, like that, which, yeah. of course, just screams well. No, the, the move is you get uh, Nike swooshes on the, your mid-ankle where you would, your socks would be right there. Oh, wow, so you permanently wow, have. Wow. Oh, I, nice. I know... Uh, multiple like handfuls of people with a jordan logo tattoo is that right oh yeah that's and it's very well we describe that as classy mm, boy is it ever um I, f- I inevitably people will listen to this and then ask for us to go into some stories that i've i've unintentionally forgotten yeah you know right this would be a really awkward podcast to do if i like would have engaged in yeah fun with a sure. with an inside stl girl next door Fortunately, for as Claves would say, a number of reasons that never happened. Yeah. Nor did it ever come close to happening. I'm mm-hmm. I'm and honestly, thinking back to that time period in my life, I'm surprised mm-hmm. that I at least wasn't flirtatious. Mm-hmm. But I think I had the awareness then that I absolutely do now, that if anybody ever accused me of anything because of how I talked on the radio, I would have no chance. Right. Because they go, of course he did. Listen to how he talks on the radio. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised, and I guess because I own the business, that I that I was like, I can't fuck with that. Not that they were like all over me by any means, but I just was aware that I can't do that. And a sure. lot of them had boyfriends anyway, don't get right. me wrong. Or, you know, and, and, and I'm going to make it clear, it's not like they were interested. But I just... Th- like to do that and then be like, oh, but is Tim going to talk about the one girl who he wound up hooking up with? And then she went on social media and talked about it. Unfortunately, there's just none of that. Right. Um, if I were single, probably wouldn't have lasted. Um, but but I wasn't. And so none of that shit happened. Producer Joe had a nice time here and there. Not like 20 times or anything like that, but probably a few and God, it was, it was, it was started out super fun and it ended up being an incredible drag, but it's something that like, and here's the thing, Jackson, by the way, now we'd be dealing with a bigger chip stack. Yeah. Boy. You know what I mean? It would be like good. the winner for Girl Next Door of the Year. I don't know. I'm just totally firing off the top of my head, but like $10,000. I don't know. You could get some serious. $25,000. You could get some, like, some serious. Yeah. To do, I mean, that and like cool. the monthly winner, like, I don't know, five grand. I don't know. I, I mean, for real. Like, we were yeah. doing this for 500 bucks. And yeah. don't get me wrong, 500 bucks is nice. Nice. But. but- it's different than like. Yeah. And then there you could get. Yeah. You know, and then it's serious. like a thing. I mean, I'm. I still believe in the business model. Yeah, I think. I mean, and I, I really don't think it's problematic in the slightest. Just because okay, it's, it's interesting because I, you, you, you would err more on the side of seeing things as problematic yes, than I do. But my view on things is people are so quick to be like, "Oh, that wouldn't work now." It's like, well, wh- why? Like, right. like, you know, you guys are like, yeah. It's if like, we so, were like, if we were taking pictures of women who didn't know they were in the contest, and right? Show, I'm always for big time. It's like it's like with with TMA. I am not, and I think it's why we've gotten away with it at this point now. It's just like it's been going on so long. But nobody on this show, at least certainly over like the last decade, and maybe somebody will point an example, is like called out on the show who's not part of the show. In other words, 
you enter the rain like Mr. Licks right now is a right. guy to get, that's getting beat up on. But sure. he got in the he got yeah. in the reindeer. If you don't want to, yeah, if you up. don't want to be involved, then you don't the, get exactly. involved. Exactly. So you're safe. Yeah. But if you're on it, right. And if you're in the audience and you call in, or you text in, and you're using a name, just know you know you're going to be part of it. But right. if so, we would never drag somebody from the stands in, and all never, of a sudden, ever, ever. So that's the Girl Next Door contest. They got a photo shoot. Yeah. I mean, and they willingly did it. Fuck, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to do it. Jameson hosted. I mean, I don't know who hosted. You hosted. Actually, there it is. You hosted. There I am. You hosted. That'd be fun. I'd enjoy it. It's, it's, you interested? I mean, it's something to, to look into. I think it'd be. Wow, wow, wow. I just think it'd be interesting just to see if, like, how much reaction you would get. Like, would people, like, come out of the way? And I think for that price. I yes. Mean, I mean, that's the thing. Listen, they're not going to be. I mean, for real, the, the age range. Now, I would have gotten two things a little earlier. But they could be my daughters at this point. You know, age-wise. Yeah, I guess technically, yeah. So, you know, this is not, you know, this is this is me just, you know, marketing the event. Sure. But uh, as far as wanting to be in attendance or being on stage, that ended a long time ago. Sure. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you, you know, the, the most eligible bachelor in St. Louis, mm-hmm. look at and a single man, mm-hmm. look at you. It'd be you fun. Could, it'd be, could, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, for that price look at too. You, but they, oh, like you, you and like, the Plowhawk and Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Iggs would have to be involved in some capacity. But yeah, I just think like in general, like we nowadays everything's like oh no no that that one flight. Right. Like, well, if you changed like and it's mostly from like TV shows or movies, but like if you change like a couple lines of dialogue, it would fit in perfectly. Like I don't, I never understood when people were like, "Oh, you can't make comedies anymore." It's like, yeah, you can. It's How about just, this? This is total non sequitur, but that's love a non sequitur, and it involves film. Love it. Have you seen the movie Parenthood? Yes, with okay. Steve Martin. I assume good. Yeah. Okay. Part of it shot in St. Louis, no? Uh, none of it was shot in St. Louis. It's based in St. Louis, right, but they actually, right. I actually, because I was watching it last night. I looked up. I'm like, God, that actually, because it's supposed to be in Kirkwood, actually. Yeah, right. And right, I'm right. looking at him, going, God, that like looks like that could be a house. Like, I remember the there's like a cop me. car in it. It's like Kirkwood yeah, Police. Yeah, and or they're something. wearing car. They started this first scenes at a Cardinals game. Yeah, and right. then uh, one of the actresses wearing a Missouri Tigers shirt. Um, so there is a scene in which the son drops the fly ball. They mm-hmm. lose the game, and Steve Martin's character pictures him on the top of a building shooting at students at a college no way in the world that film that that no. scene is in a film if it's made if parent is made in 2022 correct speaking yeah and, and speaking of that another st louis tie movie up in the air zach galifianakis in the one of the very beginning of the movie after he gets fired by clooney this is like zach galifianakis first thing he takes a sniper rifle from the top of a building in st louis and it like quickly cuts to him aiming down would wow. not, that would not fly either. Isn't it amazing? That was made in 2009. 2009, yes. Did you know I hung out with Jason Reitman while he was here? Really? Oh, oh look at God. you. That's the most impressed well, you've ever been. He's Hollywood royalty. His dad is the is Ivan Reitman. Now, when I make it, I want to make this clear. Hang out is, but I did go to an ACDC concert, wow. and he was part of the group I went with. That's incredible. At, uh, Enterprise That's Center. awesome. That's and really I remember awesome. going, I said to Anna Marie, I go, this is 2009. I go, I mean... This guy is, and that's when Clooney was here shooting it, yep. and so there were all these Clooney sightings. Yeah, and I'm like, this is kind of fucking nuts. We're going. And I th- he, he was involved in Juno. Yep. Yeah. He which I came he out in 07, and this was it. this was 08, 09. Yeah. So I knew him more from that, and he's done a few. Since Jason that. Reitman is he does these Hollywood like he gets a bunch of people in Hollywood together, and they do readings of scripts of old scripts with like current actors oh, as really? the old as like in these like old they did one with 
can't remember the movie, but just these incredible actors doing readings of the movie. It's awesome. Oh, and they you just tell he was just, I mean, he was super cool too. And right. we, so I remember I was at a blues game and Reitman, I think, was a Canuck. He's Canadian, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Because of, okay. Yeah, because Ivan Reitman. Blues are playing the Canucks, maybe in a playoff game. I remember Bateman was there because obviously he's a part of that movie. Yeah. And, uh, and Jason was sitting in our section on that. But yeah, the ACDC concert went a strand. I was in Nova. I'm just like, God, I'm a, this guy. Yeah. You know, holy awesome. shit. But yeah, so Clooney, there's a sushi bar in Clayton called Miso. And it's a place I had been drinking for years. God, probably going back to, I don't know when it opened. But, you know, this it was it was starting to, you know, whatever. It was sure. still not there. But I was going there for dinner, and they go, hey, tonight might be a little crazy because George Clooney is, you know, a couple tables over. Unbelievable. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And there he was, sitting there having dinner. And then yeah. I also had access to the scene they shot, which is a huge scene, with Vera Farmiga. Oh. And uh kind of looks like Julia Ann, and if you know, you know. And uh, Clooney at uh, the Hilton right across from Lambert. Yeah, it's where they're comparing credit cards. Up in the years, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, the scene was in the bar, so yeah. I was outside of that, and they would take a break, and then they'd come out. And that, yeah, that's that, that was shot right there. And I, was, I wasn't I was on set, per se, but I was given access when that was going on. Yeah. What that, an incredible. That's incredible. And but... that is a movie that is a time stamp in American history. Seriously, yeah. It truly is. And it happens to have been shot in St. Louis, and it really was, unlike Parenthood. Um, although that was based in St. Louis Kirkwood. Right. Um, but that was, and, and Clooney stayed at Four Seasons, I believe, or Ritz, one or the other, and um, and, and Vera Farmiga and Bateman, and uh, who's the uh, actress? The Anna actress. Kendrick? Yes. Yeah. And I feel like, oh, and J.K. Simmons is in it, J.K. Right? Simmons, yeah, very small part. I mean, he, got, just, he does his one scene, and Zach Galifianakis yeah, does. Yeah, I mean, you got, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't, yeah. I want to say a launching pad, but, I mean, you got some guys, or just like when I was looking at the cast of Parenthood last night when I happened to be watching, I mean, you have Joaquin Phoenix as yeah. the kid who's jerking yeah. off. He was Keanu a weird Reeves. kid in that movie. Sure. I just uh, watched Gladiator again. He's in that. Too. I mean, it is, it is. Yeah, it no, is. there's some six, I mean, Up in the Air was nominated for Best Picture. It was indeed. What, who won uh, Best Picture that day? Uh, 09 would have been the year they expanded the field uh, because the year before the top two were There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men. So, like, oh, fuck, that's depressing as shit. <laughs> we got to expand the field. So, 09, that was the Avatar year, but that would have been King's Speech was the next year. Motherfucker, why can't I remember this? This is going to piss me off. Well, I'll go through the Parenthood cast Steve Martin, Diane Weist, Rick Moranis, Martha Plimpton. Joaquin Phoenix, Keanu Reeves. Holy shit. Uh, Jason Robards. Yeah. Oh, the legendary legend. Jason. And he's American great president. in that movie. Yeah, he it was. great in that I movie. I love Jason Robards. Tom, how do you pronounce it? Is it Hulse? Hulsey? Yeah, Hulsey. Okay. He, and he was uh, he was an Amadeus. Yeah. And I don't know if he won best. I think I won best picture. I don't know if he won best actor. Mary Steenburgen. Um, Who played Ted Dan? Or was. It was written and directed by Ron Howard. I mean, that yeah. was a... That was That's awesome. a legendary. Uh, the winner of uh, Best Picture that year, movie that I'm not super high on, uh, but directed by James Cameron's ex-wife, Hurt Locker. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that. I was surprised that that was as popular as it was. Yeah, that was the Avatar year, though. So that so the, the year that James Cameron makes his fucking best thing since Titanic, his ex-wife, oh, wow. wins for the whole thing. Uh, Catherine the Bigelow. Catherine right? Bigelow, correct. From memory. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, fuck, anything else? I don't know. I don't know how long we went. 
I think I we guess. gave the people. I think we get. And here's the thing: I have a feeling there's going to be a follow up. Yeah, like the leftovers. Because because people are going to email in who've been longtime listeners and go, how can you how can you've forgotten about right this right? It's not intentional. Like I don't have like the nice thing is I don't have anything to hide. Um, so I'll talk about it. You know, there was never any legal issues with the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I still think it's I still think it's a business model that works. I just I, you know at 45 years old with a five month old and a four year old, I'm not looking to be, you know, I'm not looking to be Hefner. You know, no. Like, oh, good. No, Anna no, Marie, no. I hope you don't mind. No, I'm just hanging out with these girls until four in the morning in a right. hotel. Right. No, there's nothing going on. What? I've just been served with papers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and one last question. Go ahead. I'm taking all questions. So, the Girl Next Door contest ran from 2008, January 2007. 2007. To, I believe, either the end of 2011 or the end of 2012. Gotcha. And was the phrase that we always start every podcast and balloon party with, yes, yes, uh, because of Girl Next Door? Okay. Because uh, I know that on a rabbit hole, this is dangerous. friend of mine um, who played a role in introducing Joshua. Oh. There we go. The legend. Yeah. To this show, for whatever reason, and I have no idea why, when he was out and drinking, uh, and he'd see me and he'd go, ah, Tim McKernan, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like we were, you know, in the men's card room right, exactly. at Belle Reve. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, and I knew he wasn't, you know, so, uh, but that's what he said. So we would be doing remotes, and have you noticed how few we have done since being at Hubbard Radio? Yeah, it's no coincidence. Oh, oh. You don't want to go to the McDonald's in Earth City? Oh, the worst. <laughs> uh, I think we've done one, the TMA Live at Yeah, that's it. And that wasn't even live. I guess we did the show YouTube from- YouTube Live. We did the show from- uh, uh, Normandy. Normandy, but that's different. So, I mean, we're doing these things for these low-powered AM radio stations, and inevitably, like, producer Joe or Joe Roderick was the engineer. They're not engineers. No. They're just doing it no. and doing their best. No. And it's, you know, not necessarily great equipment. And inevitably, it would drop out or it wouldn't be on when we'd start the show. Problems would always arise. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have no idea why, but I'd just go, yes, yes. <laughs> and the cat would just start giggling because, you know, because we all knew we were doing clown show radio. And we didn't, I don't want to say we didn't give a fuck, but, I mean, we were, you know, we, we had an awareness of yeah, what content- we were. Yeah, you're and content- we weren't like, hold on a second. This is going to fuck up our ratings. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter. Right. So... That's the, so the cat would always know if something was wrong if he heard me go, yes, yes. <laughs> so why I decided to start the podcast this way, I have no idea. It's a great way to start it. Uh, it's how we started it, dating back to ep- October 1st, 2017, episode one. And here we are. Is this episode 502? Is this 503, 503. nurse? 503. 503? Yeah. So uh, here it is. By the way, producer Joe emailed me and I wanted to know about pick six. Yeah, he, I was included on that email too. So. Oh, were you? Uh-huh. And I'm all for it, yeah. But I'm not doing it at six at night anymore. I know. I'm not doing that. So, it. and I don't know what that means. If that means certain people are out, whether that be Gangster Pete, G Unit, you know, they do have jobs. Mm-hmm. Joe, I don't know what to say. I'm not. Yeah, it's tough. 
I just, I, you know, especially now, shit, I didn't have my second kid yeah. last year, and it was yeah. a pain in the ass. Pain in the and ass. I get it. I mean, it's not like I'm like, Pete, what are you doing? Can't you stop your work day? <laughs> right. And I love I love having Pete on there. Yeah, absolutely. And I love having G-Unit on there. Yep. And I obviously love the Prod Joe Iggy thing. Yep. I think we got to do something better to liven it up. There might need to be some penalties. You know, yeah. if you lose the week, you got, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we do. But we got to do something with it. And we just got to do it earlier in the day because I, yeah, I can't, I, yeah. like, 6 o'clock and I'm taking care of children and all of a sudden now I got to go downstairs and have two guys argue with each other about a fantasy baseball league from 2012. I can't do that shit. No, I, trust me. I'm, you're not, you're not, I'm not having any <laughs> yeah. complaints. Well, about you're it. about to be the next Hugh Hefner with the girl next door. Yeah. Look at you. Well, I got to go get a smoking jacket, I guess. <sighs> I got to I wonder I, 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 I like I, I'm sometimes I'm hesitant to bring like our world into the Hubbard world and mm-hmm. I'm like I think they might be like I don't know if they'd be what do you think they'd say like I mean this can totally be our own thing yeah I don't know what they would say I don't know I think we'd have and I'm not like taking shots in anywhere but like we would get it through like some parts and then it would might rise and be like yeah, yeah maybe, maybe not yeah which I would understand right well, we can do our thing I don't know I, I, and listen the odds of this actually happening are like one percent but. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a viable business model. It's that simple. Right. And it we have the marketing sense. platforms to market it, and now we have social media. Boy, I got to piss really bad. It's the first time I have to piss really I know, bad. I don't have to. So Look I mean, at you. Yeah. Well, I, I literally left Excuse our meeting. Excuse yourself in the middle of the meeting with our director of sales or our general sales manager, uh, Kelly Anna and Jesse Kiowski on the trivia night and all that, to go piss. And I go, well, this guy's 20 years younger than me. Yep. I've got to piss really badly. And yeah. I'm sitting here holding it. And you just got up in the middle of it. I, I I had been holding it for about 20 minutes at that point. And it was coming to the point where it was either it was, <laughs> I was going to the bathroom in the conference room or I was going to the toilet. It's as simple as that. And well, I felt I didn't need the cleaning staff in here there today. There you go. Well, since, that, since I've reached that point now, I have to wrap it up. Thank you to our sponsors, the home loan expert, Ryan Kelly, Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling, and DesignAirService.com. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. Hope you enjoyed the deep dive. Any questions you want answered, send them in. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. This has been the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studio. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. With Black Friday savings at the Home Depot, you'll find top brand kitchen appliances with innovative features that can do more, so your holidays can be more. Ovens with built-in air fryers for baking the perfect cookies. Dishwashers with smart tech to clean everything from bakeware to festive mugs and high-capacity refrigerators to keep leftovers fresh. Shop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off, plus instantly save up to $750 on select GE kitchen packages at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through November 30th. U.S. only. See store or online for details.